Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and I got to tell you, I'm so tired of being emotionally attached to organizations that stink. That what? That stink. That stink? Yes. I'm emotionally Uh attached to organizations that are bad. We're going to follow up on that. And I am the Champ, and alas, Bush League, Mary Monkey from Victory is on its way. (laughs) <laughs> What's Merry Monkey? Merry Monkey is a Belgian-style air with cranberry, orange peel, cinnamon, and nutmeg. Um, 10% ABV. So um, maybe for the holidays, um, we can share some of this uh, Merry Monkey with uh, with Bob Freeze. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah it's available like... in October. All right. I'll try October it. through December. You know me. I'll try anything now. Um <laughs> I, I think this is a play on obviously golden monkey because they have golden okay. monkey, they have white yeah. monkey. I forget what other types of uh, uh, beers um, like that. But uh, this this should be interesting. All right. What what's going on with these institutions that stink? You know, what do, what do you I'm, what do you I'm think? Emotionally attached to organizations that are bad that stink. The Phillies okay. are a bad so organization. It's a bad organization. I'm getting. It is a bad organization. Yeah, and I'm emotionally attached to it. Pitt, okay. The All Pitt right. football like, program well. is a bad organization, and I'm emotionally attached to it. I need to get. I need to unattach myself emotionally from organizations that stink, and I don't know mm-hmm. why I'm attached to them. I, well, I know why, but I, I'm I'm tired of it. I am, I'm tired. Oh, wait a second. Now wait a second. Wait a second. Though, but but you're a fan. You just can't. It's not that easy just to drop. Um, a team that you've been a fan of forever. No, it's not. No, you're right. It's not easy. But I, I, I gotta figure. I gotta figure something out. Like I, 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 I can't just keep doing this year after year. <laughs> well, you, you might be in luck as we, uh, uh, you know, talk a little bit uh, further. Um, we'll talk about the Phillies and 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 their sudden rise. So, um, yeah, you help may be on the way. Don't give up. Well, as soon as like Johnson and Johnson develop a pill for this, I'll be okay. <laughs> Until they don't, they're too damn worried about COVID and no one's getting the shots. Maybe they should have a yeah. pill for me that are mostly attached to bad organizations. There you go. Maybe they. Well, they do have mood elevators, so um, you, you know maybe that's maybe that's what you need. All right, let's press on for my mental health issues. Um, so we have a guest today, one of my favorite Bush Leaguers, not because he's a good friend of mine, just because I think he does a really good job each year. Rick Lake, uh, you are you with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Yep. Hey, buddy. You, you, you saw Hi. a good game last night? Oh, yeah, man. Penn State uh, put it to the SEC. That's always a good day. Yeah, so Penn State beat Auburn last night, for those of you who don't know. And Pitt lost to Western Michigan. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be me. I didn't know. <laughs> right. Uh so Rick, you're driving. So we'll 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 keep this concise. Um, can you sum up your team this year? Which, by the way, you're tied for second right now. You know, so uh, it's very it's very frustrating because I made the uh, I made the move to try to pass Bill and wins at strikeouts, and I was very successful with strikeouts. But man, but you know when you got Randy players on your team and the guy pitches great for seven innings and the Phillies bullpen just absolutely stinks. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's just frustrating when you see these great, it's, you know, uh, you drivers finally pitched well last night, pitches eight innings, 
winning two to nothing, goes in the bottom, and then St. Louis scores three runs and wins. Yeah. And it's, I just cannot catch him in wins, and I think the wins would help me get into that second spot. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And um, so I'm looking at your stats the last 28 days, which which you've 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 kind of solidified your spot in that second or third, and and really put you in a position to to challenge. Um, and Wheeler's has uh, he's pitched really well for you. He's got four wins. Um, Darvish has really been, I don't, I don't know if he's been bad, but yeah, I guess he's been bad the last six weeks and he's really putting a kick in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he, he got injured a period for a period of time and I'm not sure if he's fully recovered from that. Okay. It almost seems like he's just not his dominant self. I mean, of course, yesterday he pitched really well, but, um, but you know, eight starts before that was kind of just mediocre at best. Yeah. Um, the one, the the two guys that have pitched well for you in the past six weeks or so is this Ranger Suarez. Oh man, <laughs> the, he, he only has one win the past twenty eight days, but he's pitching awesome. And and Max Fried kind of found himself the second half. Yeah, I think I said my my starting pitching's been really really um, done well. So uh, you know that's been keeping me in, in the competition. But you know what, I think making the trades or Goldschmidt making a trade for Wheeler. I mean, I had to sacrifice my future, but that kept me into that into the top three. You know what I mean? So I, I felt like it was worthwhile. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think one of the, um, you know, you said you were trying to chase the Hawks and the Statman and, and, and K's, and you kind of ran away with it. You passed yeah. it and didn't look back. Um, well, I noticed his his strategy was to to keep width and ERA obtainable, and he was going with a lot of relievers. Yeah. So I thought it was an opportunity where I would throw a lot of starters out there, and I could basically pass him with wins and strikeouts. So I'm fifty percent there. I think I'm seven wins away from tying him. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. You, uh, right now you're six. Yeah. So you, you would need six, to have a yeah. hell of a two weeks. Yeah, and I think I have eight or nine starts coming up this week, so we'll see. Yeah, all right, I get it. Um, the the other note I had with your club is um, Kyle Farmer taking at-bats away from Eugenia Suarez and has actually been fairly productive for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, Farmer's done really well for me. He's a pleasant surprise. Yeah, um, Arenado had a year like you expected, but uh, Brandon Crawford was a nice little piece to throw in there. <laughs> yeah, I never expected that from him. Never. With 21 homers and 81 RBIs and uh, pushing a one OPS. Um, yeah. Now, now I've got a decision to make for next year. Is he, is he retainable or is this just going to be a fluke season and he's going to revert back to his you know standard stats? Yeah, so let me give you my advice, who's won one Bush League title in 37 years. I wouldn't care. <laughs> but – Whatever, yeah. <laughs> um, so wait a minute. So you're complaining about all the teams you root for for some type of pill? <laughs> Does that pill go for the Roosters as well? Well, yeah, I'm emotionally attached to that bad organization as well. <laughs> you, you know what, Rick? I was going to say that, but I thought you know I'll try and stay above the fray. But um, I'm, I'm glad you interjected. <laughs> well, since I've only won championship myself, you know. Um. And then uh, the, the other thing I, w- I was brought up, in, and I did some research, I think it was last week, that I, that I thought you had 
a better shot of passing Bob than than Bill did. Uh, but of course, Bill kind of proved me wrong. Did have did you ever really think like I think I could pass the Sewer Hawks? Never. Okay. Right. Never. They were never in my vision at this point. I mean, I felt like I had third wrapped up. I didn't think anybody could come up from behind. But I had a, you know, I made my goal was just to pass the stat man. So, okay. you All know, right. that's been a battle down the stretch. So we'll see how, how you know, we got, what, two or three weeks left? Two weeks, yep. Two, two weeks. So, yeah, we'll see We'll see how things pan out. It's uh, it's definitely a roller, roller coaster, like pretty much every night it's up and down for him and I. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, go ahead, Jamie. What, what, what are the questions you got? Yeah. Hey, Rick. Um, just wanted to say that um, I, I thought you did a really good job with 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 Fab this year, and uh, two players in particular. Um, uh, let's see, who did we have here? Uh, Patrick Wisdom, former Cardinal um, minor leaguer, and yeah, um, yeah and Frank Schwindel. Um, yeah, what did you know both, about these? Yeah, what did you know about these two guys? And, and not, was it just much. luck? The, the, yeah, I mean, you're talking about they're 29, 30 years old, 28 years old, so they're yeah. kind of late in the late in the game. But when you when I was watching the Cubbies, and I I forget who I was talking to in the Bush League, but you know we didn't really know the direction that the Cubs were going to take. Well, then they started basically they were a seller, and I just was kind of scanning them who was who was like going to be the, the person they're going to call up. If, the, if Rizzo goes away and these other guys. So, yeah, it was just a gamble on them to, you know, maybe they're going to be the ones that, oh, yeah, I did a little bit of research, a little bit of reading, and they came back and said these are going to be your potential starters. So that's what I went with. Yeah, I, I like the idea when Schwindel hit uh, free agent, uh, hit Fab. Um, you put a pretty big bid in for him, and um, whether you knew it, whether you knew it or not, it really looked it really looks good. It looks like you knew what you were doing, so don't don't tell anybody otherwise. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, just just to jump back though, what 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 caused them out of this was you got you got slammed um, oh, yeah. at the trading deadline. Rizzo, Marte, and Schwarber, and I and I guess the ironic piece uh, of that whole thing is that you and I were talking about Trevor Story. And you were always scared off about him being traded, um, sure. but didn't yeah. see these other three. Do you, you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, I mean, it's, it was adversity from the get-go with Azuna, and then you know mm. Azuna was out, and I, I knew he wasn't going to come back after his right. incident. And then, yeah, I mean, the trade deadline really just put it then. I mean, I even lost Yumi Garcia. You know, Yumi was going to be my saves guy this year, so I lost him to Houston, and um, yeah, I just lost a lot of a, a lot of my. Well, I lost my top hitters. I mean, Marte was just, he's a pure hitter and a potential five-tool guy. And, you know, Schwarber was someone who was injured, and I was expecting him to come back. But, I mean, I think he had probably the most home runs in a month of any yeah. player in baseball this year. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, happen. I mean, I was dealing with a lot of adversity, and I was going to be a seller. And then I remember talking to Raj, and Raj's like, hey, if I had a chance, I'm, I'm going to leverage everything I have to try to be in the money. So that's basically was my mindset from that point forth. It just – sell out, try to get as many players as I can. And I felt my pitching was really strong. Um, having, you know, having, uh, you know, um, my starter for Washington go to the Dodgers. Um, I can't think of his name now. My, Scherzer. My, top, my, yeah. Scherzer, my top ace. Yeah, I mean, him going to the Dodgers really was like, you know, eye-opening for me. I was like, man, he could pile in some wins now. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. that was my mindset down the stretch. I just basically threw – throw my youth out there and went for it. So let me understand this. Um, you haven't been commuting with Roger for, what, 
five years, six years, seven years? It's been a while, right? Yeah. He, he, can, still get in, he can still get inside your head, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, you, you, you know what, Rick? I'm going to tell you. It was coming down to where I was going to make a trade with you or I was going to trade, make a trade with Roger. And, uh, I mean, I think it worked out for me because Goldschmidt has produced a whole lot better than uh, the guys you were offering. Well, you, you know what? Um, the fact that he can get inside your head, I've experienced that this year, and that's part of the reason why um, my, my miserable uh, finish to the season. So um, I, I appreciate what you've done for the league and taking one for the team for all these years, and I guess it's my turn now to, to take one. Um, yeah, one, one final question for you. Next year. <laughs> Here's hoping. Um, yes. Hey, one final question for you. Um, how's the um, um, beer classes? Um, I, and I don't know the the proper term for it, but but tell, bring us up to date. What's happening there? Yeah, the, um, at, at August 28 was my uh, last day of the semester, so I'm no longer in the program. Um, so I have a graduate certificate in brewing science from the University of the Sciences, which will soon be St. Joe's University's University of the Sciences. So, um, oh, wow. Yeah, everything's everything's done. I still went down to Stolen Sun Brewery a couple times and helped out brewing some batches of beer. And um, you know, one of the monkeys you you have forgotten is the Sour Monkey, which is probably, Sour Monkey, right? Yeah, that's one of the bigger bigger sellers. So um, yeah, no man, I'm, I'm I'm out of the program and now I'm on my own. So we'll see where it takes me in the next couple of years. Well, you know, we're we're expecting a, a Bush League beer, so um, not to put any pressure on you, but, uh, you know, we're expecting big things. Yeah, that might be something I might look into. Do a little collaboration <laughs> brew down at Stolen Sun and uh, a couple of the Bush League beer. There you go. That would be awesome. Hey, Rick, thanks for joining. Um, I appreciate that um, big trip back from, from Penn State, so uh, appreciate you taking uh, time out of your day to, uh, to join us. Hey, thanks, guys. I'm looking forward to seeing you this fall and winter. Thanks, Rick. Right. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, all right. Take care. All right, Jamie. Um, yeah, that that was really good by 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 Rick. Um, he 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 had some really good fab picks, and he's been he's been strong throughout yeah throughout the year. And and you're right, he was not a preseason uh, favorite. Preseason, obviously, prior to draft, but he seems to always draft really good teams and seems to be close to the money, if not in the money, just trying to get over that hump. Yeah, and you and I were talking before uh, we started recording. Um, I mean, I, I think Bob Kirk and Josh walked in with the biggest reserve, you know, retention, right? Yes. Um, I thought Bill probably had the best draft from scratch, although he had a pretty good retention. Urias has quietly – he could win the Cy Young Award. Um, so, yeah, he had a good retention. But I, I thought Rick and Tom just did a great job over the past six months. I, I think Tom battling out, at, you know, from really n- nowhere, came out of nowhere, and he's going to finish probably in eighth um, when he was dead. Seventh. Yeah, seventh. seventh, yeah. Okay. And, uh, Thanks, Bryce Harper. <laughs> and, then, and then Rick, who lost all those guys and, and actually, you know, you know, yeah, he did a really good job. I, I, I think yeah. those two guys had a really, really good year. Yeah, if that happened to most teams, that would be soul-crushing uh, in terms of losing three players to the AL. That that may have been a record, and and they they weren't uh, they weren't small-time players either. No, yeah, they're they're impact players. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see how it how it shakes out over the next two weeks. We got two weeks to the end of the season, um, but it, it's going to probably go down to the last weekend with these two teams. Yes, 
I'd agree. All right. Uh, not much to cover in the standings review. Uh, you know, Bob's going to win this thing. He's got 85. The Lakers and Statman at 77 and a half. We talked about them. It, 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 the fight for second is between them. Uh, the Bulls and the Dudes are fighting it out fourth and fifth. I'm pretending to fight in at sixth. Uh, Bearcats at seventh. You're at eighth. The Rebel Lions at nine. And the Ducks. Um, yeah, it's really not much. There's, there's not much movement. Uh, that's going to be had in the past in, in the next two weeks. So um, I, I probably think what is there now is going to be less the Lakers Statman flip and the Bulls and, and dudes flip. Um, other than that, I think everyone's kind of solidified. Would you agree with that? Or do you think you can catch uh, No, I, I, yeah, I, I would. Um, if, if I had a couple more weeks offensively, I might be able to pass some people, but just got buried um, early on. So, so um, yeah, it's, it's it's probably where 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 it stands. Yeah, and and what I've noticed with my team, my guys are starting to lose at bats. Really? Yeah. Suarez okay. is that, losing that, at I mean, bats. That, that happens down the stretch. That, yeah. That's that's a tough thing. Yep. Yeah, Suarez is losing at bats. Blackman's losing at bats. Um, Vado's sitting, um, and I, I I don't know why because they're in a playoff push but yeah so um that makes it difficult right when you when you lose at bats yeah only if we had daily moves or um semi <laughs> semi-weekly bi-weekly moves semi-weekly I guess yeah um okay so uh, we will hit the fab review there were five players acquired last night with four owners uh we'll start with the statmen's carlos estevez i uh, signed a relief pitcher for the rockies dropped trevor williams who I think he picked up just 14 days ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, Statman also picked up Luis Diaz uh, for the uh, Marlins and dropped uh, Stephen Brault, who's on the DL. Uh, yeah. Do you know what's going on with um, Jesus uh, Aguilar? Because he was the regular Miami first baseman. Is, 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 is he hurt? Forgive my uh, ignorance. I I don't know if he's hurt, but I think Diaz can play a little bit in the outfield. Okay. Yeah. Um, of course, they're outfield. They play Sanchez and uh, this uh, LeBrian or Brian De La Cruz that, that Rick has. They seem yes. to play those two pretty regularly. Um, yeah, so maybe, maybe Aguilar losing at bats for some reason. I don't, I don't know. Um, Superhawks pick up Max Schrock, infielder for the Reds, dropped Danny Duffy. Um, and then the Bulls pick up Josh Rogers, relief pitcher for the Nationals. The Brubes got cut last night. JT Brubaker, he, he's on the DL, so maybe that's why. Really? He, yep. Huh. Um, and then I yeah, pick up. Yeah. Hey, let me just let me just jump in here. Yeah, Jesus Aguilar uh, had knee injury, and okay. he's he's probably out for the year. All right. So that that's that's a nice pickup by Bill. And then uh, I pick up. Chris, glad damn to meet you, Stratton. <laughs> damn glad to meet you. Right? <laughs> and there, there's a nice uh, um, Animal House reference, yeah, right? Yeah, there you go. Good. Good, good for you. Yeah. Right? You picked it up. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, my, my goal is that he, he he has seven saves in the next two weeks, and I pass somebody. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that. Yeah. That's always a plan. It's always yeah. a good plan. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, anyway, um, and then uh, we still have 
Do we have? No, we had. We only have one week of this. Or do we yeah, have, next week's the next last week of Fab. Week? All right, and I'm 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 zeroed out. I don't know how many people are zeroed out, but it's got to be pretty close. Um, let's yeah. Uh, let's let's just take a look here. We got four uh, zeros. Myself, the Ducks, and the Statmen all have a buck. Yep. Uh, you, um, Hawks, Lakers, and Bearcats are all zeroed out. Yep. So that leaves three teams with money. Uh, dudes have 28, the Bulls have four, and the Rebs have three. Yeah, so the Dudes have 28. I, <laughs> so they're going to leave some money on the table on that one. Um, uh, unless he goes big on a on, you know, uh, Frank Swindell type. <laughs> okay, uh, give me an update on the CBS scoring error. Um, so I finally got a response. I had to send a follow-up response on thursday i think i said it thursday because i didn't hear anything um and i got a response yesterday i pushed it to bob and and bill who were the ones who were questioning it so apparently what happens is the game that was started 11 april between the marlins and the mets was postponed it was completed the 31st of august i believe the okay cbs came back to me and said if a player was on one of our rosters on the 11th of April, they got the stat. If the player was not on the our roster on the 11th of April, they didn't get the stat. Okay. So does, does that make sense? And are both parties made, made, made whole by this? Is that what exactly took place? Or are they just talking about what should happen, but their website did not handle it that way? Well, no. Um, I think... Bill is the one that can confirm it. Like he, okay. I, I don't know if Nimmo was in his lineup on the 11th of April. I, I, I don't know. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Hernandez, who was the pitcher on the 31st of August, was on Bob's roster and in the active lineup on the 11th of April. So that's hmm. why Bob might have not have seen the stat hit his, his total stats. But Bill okay. is the one that should be able to confirm it, because I, I don't well, I don't know if if Nimmo was in his active roster. Here's what's frustrating is just what you've gone through is is that they they say that they're going to foul up right away and, and they don't and I don't know the, the lack of customer service here it's just it's just really sketchy this year. Um, I don't know how do you how do you feel dealing with CBS Sports? Uh you know, when when we first started hearing the complaints from the troops, I was kind of indifferent. But now I'm kind of leaning towards, you know, maybe maybe we need to look elsewhere. The problem is, is that they all hire people, and the people are the problem. It's not the server. It's not the organ. You know what I mean? Like whether we go to ESPN or Yahoo or wherever, they're gonna be we're gonna be dealing with people. So I. I don't know if it's enough to to leave. Is is that some something that somebody brings up for a vote? Um, d- despite all the complaints, um, I'm probably at, at this point probably not in favor of. I, I'd rather bitch about it than do something about it. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. Maybe maybe that's a good way to phrase my feeling as well. <laughs> but I, I'd certainly. Uh, listen to a vote, and if people voted saying, "Hey, we're moving," I'd say, oh, "Okay, all right, we'll move." Like I don't, I'm really indifferent to it. 
Yeah, I, I just think that that we're, we're all kind of used to to the system right now. Not to say that we couldn't jump to 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 another one, but it's you know we we kind of have it tailored, and plus it just has twenty twenty years worth of our our, our data there, which um, which is kind of nice to go back and take a look at uh, some some things yeah, like you know form, former champions. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brother. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, and I agree with that. Yeah, it, it is nice that I don't have to learn something new. Like, I'm at that age. I got to want to learn something new. Yeah, as I told people when I retired, I'm done learning. <laughs> okay. Um, let's hit baseball news. Max Scherzer, 3,000 Ks in a near-perfect game this week. Um, he becomes the ninth... He's 19th overall now uh, in, in career strikeouts. Um, I think he could probably pass, pass Greg Maddox at 33.71. I'm not sure if he can pass Walter Johnson at 35.09. Um, I don't know if he has it in him. But, you know, he since he's been traded, uh, you know, we talked about this forced reset study that we learned on Freakonomics and, and they yeah. did a baseball study. So he was eight and four with the Nationals in nineteen starts. He's seven and zero with the Dodgers in in nine starts. Yeah, that's kind of reminiscent. Do you remember when this, this goes way way back? This is probably the beginning of the the, the Bush League when Rick Sutcliffe yeah um, came over and was he came over to the Cubs right and went like fifteen and one or something like that fourteen and one um, after the uh, the trading deadline. Now the trading deadline at that time I believe was was uh, June fifteenth. So he got a few more starts in, but um, good for good for the Dodgers because you know the other team that thought they were going to sign Scherzer was the Padres, and boy, do they need him um, right now. I mean, I saw uh, was watching some of the Cardinals games this afternoon, and um, I think uh, Arietta was out after the uh, before the end of the first inning. And if you remember <laughs> Bob Free saying that he should never start anymore. <laughs> No, Arietta is not an option. They signed Vince Velasquez yeah. this week too. <laughs> yeah, he yeah he 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 wasn't all that great either um, there. But but Scherzer, I mean, right now he's thirty seven. He won't turn thirty eight until next July, and he's still pitching. You know, he's still throwing hard. He's going to be a free agent right at the end of this year. Um, what, do, what do you think? You think somebody gives him a two year seventy million dollar contract, something like that? I think he's going to want four. I think he's going to want three or more and wow that okay that puts him at age 40 yeah yeah and to be quite honest he's he's 15 and four this year so i, I mean he's still striking guys out i don't well <sighs> let me let me ask you something are, are are there any over 40 year old pitchers that that are doing decently this year i think i think verlander might have been i don't think he's 40 but he's probably a little older than then Scherzer, of course, he's out this year, but he pitched well when he was 38, I think. Oh, uh, uh, sorry, I was trying to transition you into the next note. Oh, oh, you mean these other guys? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, so that yeah, next up would be Granky, who's 38 with 28.03, Kershaw 33 at 26.58, and Garrett Cole, who's 30 at 16.54. I don't know if 
I, th- I you know, Greinke could probably get the three thousand. I'm not sure if Kershaw can just because he doesn't stay healthy. Does Does Greinke want to? I mean, who, who knows? knows? He's the kind of player that could just say, uh, "I'm I'm done. I, I quit." <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. No, he he is that kind of player, and I don't I don't even know what kind of year he's having this year. Um, I don't even know where he's at. Uh, oh, he's he's with well, uh, Houston. He's yeah. with he yeah he, he he's with the Astros. He he's had a decent year, uh, three point nine four ERA. He's yeah. he's eleven and six. Yep. Um, a really good WHIP at one point one. Um, but you know his strikeouts, his case per nine have fallen off. He's pitched one hundred sixty four innings, and and has um, one hundred fourteen strikeouts. So. Um, by you saying that he could possibly hit 3,000, um, he would need to pitch um, two two years. He he would need to get into 2023. Yeah, w- which is not crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, he's got a shot at it. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure Kershaw does. I, I don't know if he can stay healthy that long. So I I think he um, Cranky's actually a free agent after 2022. He may just decide. Uh, well, actually, he's a yeah. he's a free agent next year. I I apologize. Okay, All right. um, so he'll probably sign. Yeah, so so who knows? And then Garrett Cole's that he's thirty with one thousand six hundred fifty four. Um, wow, wow, yeah, that's a big drop off. It is. I mean, there's other guys with with more strikeouts, but they're not going to make it. You know, they're just not going. Yeah, yeah, um, I, yeah. So they're the three guys that I kind of estimated of. Like I think they would be next. So, all right, that yeah. makes sense. Um, other baseball news: Adam Wainwright, who's having a hell of a year, and Rich Hill, uh, the two oldest pitchers to start a game since 2015. Do you know who those 2015 starters would have been? Uh, I'm going to guess, going with a theme, that one of them would be. Bartolo Colon, but I have no idea on the other. Bartolo Colon, very good. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> and uh, R. A. Dickey, who I think started his career at like thirty-two. <laughs> R. A. Dickey, wow! There's a name from the past. He was a Cy Young Award winner, wasn't he? With, he, with the Mets, he was a Cy Young Award winner. Yeah. Wow! Um, wow! There's a name from the past. He, you know, he kind of re, kind of hit it big, and then he kind of fell off, right? Because he got traded to the Blue Jays, I believe. He did. He's had an interesting career, and it's it's kind of sad almost. Um, I saw, it is. I, yeah, I saw a little documentary on him on Hulu or Prime or something, and he was a first-round pick, 18th overall by the Rangers. He was a flamethrower, and his arm died. And so, so do you remember how they discovered that? It was a physical. Well, well um, I guess what started it is that he was on the cover of – Baseball America. Okay. And uh, I don't know, there was four or five other players there. And I guess somebody noticed um, that his arm, when, when you know, he was holding a glove, and I think when he was with his hands down by his side, his arm was, I'm not sure what the term is, pronated. Um, I'm not sure if that's the correct um, medical term. But um, that's what that led them to, to examine his arm. And yeah, that's when um, they, they found um, that injury. Yeah, and he really didn't sign for first-round money. I think he signed for hardly anything. Um, and he, he struggled in Texas, up and down, Seattle, Minnesota. He hit the Mets, and I guess it became a – I mean, he, hit the, he became a knuckleball pitcher, and he won the Cy Young Award in 2012 at 37. 
Yeah. Um, and, Good for him. Yeah, pretty average years after that. But, yeah, like he remade himself. I, I think it's the same thing that happened to the uh, – who was the knuckleballer from the Pirates and the Red Sox? Tim – Tim Wakefield. Wakefield. He was a first baseman or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I, it's a I cool guess story. if you can if if you can uh, if you can throw the pitch, it's just so hard. Um, the, the, the knuckleball kind of reminds me of uh, gosh, I'm trying to think. The, the Milwaukee Brewers announcer, what's his name? Uh, former catcher, Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre said the best way to catch a knuckleball is to uh, pick it up when it stops rolling. <laughs> Okay, speaking about the Brewers, Ryan Braun announces retirement, and I'm not sure anyone cares. Do you care? Um, just that, I, I don't know. To, to me, was he hoping to get a September call-up, or is he trying to insert himself into all of the Brewers' hoopla right now, having a good season? I, I don't know. He he just turned into a bad actor, okay? It's, it's one thing, in my opinion, to take steroids. It's a whole other thing to ruin somebody that's making what forty or fifty thousand dollars a year as an, an express driver and ruin that guy's career, saying that um, he tampered with the evidence and blame somebody else. And it wasn't until it was found out that there was no tampering with the evidence that Braun apologized. And for, for that, it, it, it's really unforgivable what, what he had done. What, what do you think? Am I too harsh on that? No, I agree with you. I, I, you know, this happens in a in a civilian organ, like anybody in the military did something like that. They're done. They're gone. They cut them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Despite, I mean, I was really lucky the first three years, he was one of those players that I actually had for four years, you know, with retention, but uh, I I just considered him a bad hombre. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Um, So good, goodbye and good riddance. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Whatever. (laughs) I know. Um, I, I did some research on this Derek Jeter, the one person who didn't vote for him, and that Hall of Fame voter remained anonymous. So I, I know there, there are a lot of, uh, of writers that will reveal their ballots. And I, you know what? They should have some conviction, right? It's, it's like yeah. the old – when you're taking your test in math, um, you got to show your work. You just don't come up with an answer. Show your work. Yep, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, you know, by, they, by the way, let's jump back for a second here. Yeah. Max Scherzer, is he a first-round Hall of Famer? Oh, um, I, I, I'd like to think he is. I, I, I would, I would think yeah. so. I mean, I, he, I don't know if he can get the. Uh, he'll get the two hundred wins. He's not going to get the two fifty, but, um, yeah, I, I think he is. He's pretty damn dominant. He's won three Cy yeah. Young awards. Yeah, I, I, I would say he's he yeah. should be a first round, uh, first year uh, Hall of Famer. But you know, I wonder if the same writer will not vote for him if he's still around in <laughs> seven years. The writer that is eight years. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of crappy. I mean, you're gonna you're not voting for that guy. You're not voting for Jeter. Then yeah, you you need to put your name on that. Well, what 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 game are you watching? Yeah, I know. That's what I feel like. What the hell are you looking for? Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking for, man? That's 3,500 yeah. hits. What do you think? God bless. Um, 
Uh, September 15th was Roberto Clemente Day in Major League Baseball. I didn't know this was a thing until this year. How long has this been going on? I, I have no idea how long it's been going on, and uh, forgive my ignorance, I don't know why September 15th was at Roberto Clemente's birthday. I, I, I don't know. But I, I did see that um, I, I guess players had the option to wear number 21. I think all of the Pirates um, wore number 21. And uh, the Cardinals happened to be playing the Mets that night. So, uh, obviously, Yadier Molina, um, who's from Puerto Rico, uh, was wearing 21. But so were two of the Mets, and that was um, Javier Baez, also from Puerto Rico, and uh, uh, Francisco Lindor. So, okay, a couple things here. I I don't know why it's the 15th of September. I just looked them up on Baseball Reference. There's no real significance. I really feel like it should be the last day. Because that he played his last day, you know, his last game was the last day of the '71 season. Then he passed away, uh, you know, New Year's New Year's Eve that year. Yeah. Um, and the other thing too is like, why wouldn't you wear 21? Like, wh- why would you say ah, I'm like I wear 21? I, I, yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Yeah. With, with baseball says they'll give you the option. Yeah. Like what? Why, why are they giving them the option? And why would you say ah, I don't think so? Like, yeah, I mean, they have Roberto Clemente awards for, for baseball. I I don't know. I don't get that. But I'm glad. I'm sure hey, the guys from Puerto Rico did. Hey, hey, let's um, let, let let's for next week. Um, we're gonna have the statman on. Let's ask him to tell the story because he has a Roberto Clemente jersey jersey, and um, let's ask him to tell the story of that. Okay. Next yeah. week. All right. Yeah, I'll put that, I'll put that in the notes. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty funny story. All right. Uh championship gala. The coronation of the sewer hawk, uh, twenty twenty one. Um looking for date and location suggestions. I I'd like you know, Jamie and I talked about it today. We'd like to do something to get together, maybe outside at a tap house or wherever. But Bob, we're 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 uh we're going to conform to you, so anything closest to you, we, we would drive and uh, celebrate your your uh, your victory. So, Well, did you see the asterisk I put in there? No. We will drive, to, uh, depending upon if he pays for it with his winnings or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, <laughs> if, if not, my, I have a limited range of where I'll drive to. Uh, Jamie, will Venmo your winnings to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. There you go. Yeah. And speaking about that, we do have a twib note this week uh, brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Uh, Christy and I, and, and uh, I think Madison was with us, BJ's Restaurant and Brew House. It's a chain. I had a committed double IPA. ABV, 8.6%. Beer Advocate was an 87. I thought it was great. I, no, I wait, wait. Let's beer. let's jump back. Is this a? I'm not familiar with this chain. Do they brew their own beer? They do. It's like an Iron Hill type okay. thing. Um, okay. Yeah. Thought the beer was great, and the restaurant sucked. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. It just was. Just, it was average. You know what I mean? It was like, hey, on a Monday, there's not much open on Mondays, so um, we met Mad for lunch, and yeah. Was it the food? Was it the service? What, what, what no, made, no, what, what no. Made it wasn't, bad? The, wasn't the service. It was the food. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, if anybody's ever, you know, 
gone out to restaurants in the last two or three months, you know, just have patience. You know, everybody's short staff and trying to find people. The wait times are long. It's just, just, just not, not the experience that we were used to pre-COVID, right? Yeah, I mean, I, and I didn't eat here pre-COVID, so maybe it is a factor. I mean, the yeah, the place was clean. The waitress was fine. Uh, yeah, I, but the committed double IPA was was really good, and I was a little surprised to see it on the Beer Advocate. Because I don't, I don't know how prevalent BJ's restaurant and brew houses are in Pennsylvania. I, it's they have one in Lancaster, and that's where we picked to go. But I, I yeah, thought it was I, good. I, 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 I like the fact that you, uh, uh, you chose a double IPA, and the fact that you're into IPAs. Here, here's one thing that I would ask of you, and maybe you can do this um, before um, the end of October. Is I'd be interested to know your opinion of pumpkin beer. Yeah. But you got to be really careful. You got to do some research on pumpkin beers because they are all over the place. Some of them um, are really good. Some are just really awful. So I don't like pumpkin. I don't. Yeah, but try one. Try, try if you can. All right, here, here's one. I'll, I'll give you um, two, two choices. Um, either Dogfish Head. Um, I think it's called Pumpkin Chunkin. Yeah. Um, in honor of their contest that they have down there in Delaware. Um. Or one by Southern Tier, and I, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of, of that right now. But that that's also a really, a really good pumpkin beer. It's Pumpkin by Southern Tier. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the smell of it. I don't like. I don't like the taste of it. I don't know. I don't know if I'll. Come on, you're, have you're, a you're buying. You're buying singles at, uh, at 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 Whole Foods. You're at Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Yeah. There's nothing more whole than a pumpkin. Well, what's a food you don't like? Would you try it in a beer? Like, I'm um, sure there's, there's, a... there's very few foods I like. That's that's the reason why I got to keep walking every day. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, I'll think about it. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you got you got some time. I do. Yep. All right. Um, today in baseball history, 2007, David Wright becomes the first Met with 100 RBIs in three consecutive seasons. Does that surprise you? Absolutely surprises me. Yeah, me but too. I'm, I'm trying to think who may have been some. You know, I, I don't know. Um, Strawberry. I would have thought maybe a Rusty Staub or Dave Kingman or something like that. Or Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry later, yeah, in the '80s, sure. Yeah. So. Wow. That that is that is that was really surprising when I saw that. Um, Strawberry had 100 RBIs. Three out of four years. Yeah, I see that. He only had 100 RBIs in three years. Well, he it, only had a hard... He uh, just missed yeah. out one year. Yeah, in 99. But that was with the Dodgers. Boy, his... Yeah, well, we we know why his career kind of faltered pretty quickly. But Yeah, yeah. What, what a shame, huh? Yeah, it, it dropped off real quick. But it just it on face value, that surprised me a little. Yeah. yeah, even Kingman, I thought, maybe had 100 RBIs in three years, three consecutive years. But, um, all right, and then the 2010, Wellington Castillo uh, shattered his bat and it pierced Tyler Colvin in the chest. Do you remember this? I don't. Yeah. Um, when you wrote the note, do you, do you remember it? I do, yeah. I had Tyler Colvin that year, um, and Oof. he was at third base taking a lead, and it literally pierced his chest. Now, he, he was out the rest of the year, and I, he really wasn't the same. So 2010, 
he was probably on the verge of winning Rookie of the Year. Maybe not. I mean, he had 20 homers, 56 RBIs. He had an 816 mm. OPS. He had a pretty good year, okay. 394. Uh, the next year when he played 80 games, it was a down year. 2012, he was with Colorado. He had a pretty good year, 18 homers, 72 ribs, 858 OPS, um, 136 games. And then he was out of baseball in two years. Um, but the guy was a – was a first round pick out of Clemson. He was supposed to be really good and he was playing with the Cubs and then this thing happened and you know, I, I don't know if there's a correlation between getting hit with the bat and not, you know, being out of baseball three years later, but I do remember that. And it was it was kind of weird. It looked like a spear came at him. Oof. Yeah, yeah that's that's just scary. Yeah. Uh two thousand fourteen Clayton Kershaw wins his 20th game of the season, marking the first time a Dodger pitcher won 20 games twice since Claude Osteen in 69 and 72. Does that surprise you? Wait, wait. Say, say that again. So, he won 20, he 20th won, game, the first time a pitcher has won for, it twice, won 20 games twice for a Dodgers? Yes. For the Dodgers? Since 69 and 72, Claude Osteen did it. So, really? Okay, so so I'm thinking I'm thinking Oral Hershiser. Don Sutton. Yeah. yeah. Hall of Famer. Yep. Don Sutton. N- not, neither one of them. Nope. Yeah. Wow. Now Sutton probably won. I mean Sutton played for like 35 teams, so he's probably yeah. won 20 games a couple times. Um, actually, In- Don interestingly, Sutton, Don Sutton never won 20 games. Never. Never. 324 uh, wins. And, and it, it looks like Hershiser only won um, 20 games once. Yeah. It's just surprising wow. when you hear it. Right? It, it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm absolutely shocked by that. So, I don't know. Uh, it it, uh, it kind of shows you how hard it is to win 20 games now. And um, that the Dodgers had guys that probably won 17 to 18 pretty regularly. Yeah. We're looking at you, Julio Urias. That's right. He's the Dodgers' hope. <laughs> right? mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what, what What are you going to walk off with today? Well, what was it? Four weeks ago, six weeks ago, I was already writing the Cardinals off and saying, yeah. well, you know, better luck next year, that type of thing. And I had kind of stopped watching the games and lo and behold look who's two games up in the wild card and possibly going to be three games um up because i think the reds have have actually lost and uh cardinals are beating the padres right now seven to four so i guess um at at this point it's funny how your whole perspective changes because if you told me that the cardinals were going to be at the beginning of the year in a one game playoff i'd be like oh that's horrible i hate it and now i'm like just get to the playoffs and i guess this is the way i would like to face the dodgers right in a one game playoff because in a five game playoff (laughs) the cardinals really couldn't compete with 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 the dodgers but in a one game playoff you know pretty much anything can happen and you know your team the phillies while they're three and a half games out of a wild card are only a game out of first place um, against the Braves, right? Yeah, they are. Um, the Braves have not been playing well of late. They're four and six in the last ten. The Philly, but the Phillies are only five and five, and and that's my point. It's like if you're pushing 
you you got to get the six and four every ten games, if not seven and three. I, it would be interesting to see. You remember I talked about when the Phillies ripped off eight eight in a row a couple weeks ago, and I said the the next week you got to stay five hundred, and they went two and five over seven days. So, you know the the Cardinals just I guess they won their eighth in a row. They're ten and one their last eleven games. They need to stay five hundred. This week, I mean, they're not going to go ten and one. Then you know, every every eleven games or so. But you know, once you establish that lead, you know, you you, you got to figure out a way to just hang on. You know, even if they go five hundred the next couple of weeks, I I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna make it. The Reds are three and seven. They're they're really playing bad. Um, I, I, and and San Diego looks like they're imploding. Oh, they're they're just really bad. Did, hey, did you see yesterday? I think we talked about this in in uh, the pregame when we were talking about notes. Um, both um, Tatis and Machado kind of went at it yeah. in, in the fifth inning in the dugout. Yeah, that's bad, right? When the two leaders of your your team are at each other's throats, <laughs> that's just a bad sign, man. Um, well, it just goes to show you what you know what what's happening there. How. How they just kind of have, have fallen apart since uh, since the All Star break, right? Yeah, and I I, I kind of blame some of this because some of the players are young. So, I mean, you're dealing with 25, 26, 27 year olds, and those who have worked for a long time would refer to them as kids, right? Yes. Yeah. So I blame some of that on the manager and the general manager. Like you, if if yeah, that that's what I that's what I blame it on. I don't necessarily blame it on them, uh, although I mean they're they're part of it. But um, yeah, I blame this on the general manager and the manager. That's the so, job. So, so here's what's going to be interesting with with the Padres, right? Because I I think um, management went out and got a lot of parts, and are we saying that those parts just didn't mesh um, in the clubhouse? Or is it just things just fell apart and they're just young and learning will, will be better for it? I, I don't know. Well, they're, the players aren't – I mean, those two aren't thinking that. We're young and, and we'll fight through this because, yeah, they, they're they're arguing with each other during a game. That's a that's a huge problem. You know? Yeah, it, but, but, but doesn't it happen, though? I mean, you're, you're competing. It's – you know, it's a tight game. You, you, you know, your, your team's going in the tank right now, and you're not playing well, and everybody's every, everybody's on edge. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, think about your brother-in-law who was in the army. He dealt with 25, 26, 27 year olds in pressure situations, and I'm sure he controlled that. Like you can't just you can't have that. You can't have like leaders in your in your group visibly arguing over stuff. In front of the the larger group, you just can't have it. You, you, I mean, if it happens, it's it's a problem. Everyone's affected by it. And here, here's the interesting part, though, is I believe that Jace Tingler, the uh, Padres manager, was thrown out in that game. And I'm not sure if it happened prior to that altercation between Tatis and Machado, or if it was after that. But uh, all night long, both teams were arguing balls and strikes, yeah. and um, nobody liked the strike zone yesterday. So. Even he wasn't in the, the, the dugout, and it, it's it's just it's a mess there in San Diego. Yeah, it's showing their schedule the rest of the way. They, they they've, they've got uh, they've got the Giants and Dodgers kind of oh, the rest of the way. Yeah, they're the Phillies schedule. 
is 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 pretty uh, advantageous, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, theoretically, it's advantageous. But um, I I I think if they can if they can you know just keep within a game, a game and a half. Well, I guess a game uh, because I I think they end with the Braves. Um, they they play the Braves. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay. Um, September twenty eighth through thirtieth. That's um, and then their last series is against the Marlins. Mar- oh boy, we Man. do not feel well against the Marlins. All right, so yeah, but it, it's nice to play the Braves where you got your your future, you know, your destiny in your hand here. You know, you don't have yeah. to count on anybody else because they they're not going to be in the wild card. They, you can't catch three teams. All right, I guess two teams at this point. It makes wow! It Imagine that. Imagine that if they make the playoffs, would that ease some of your angst about uh, the as you open today about institutions that just don't love you back? Uh, probably not, because it would just unless they unless they went ten and four, then I would think, all right, yeah, that showed a little guts there. You know what I mean? But if they go nine and seven or nine and six, and just the Cardinals and the Braves were worse. Then no, that doesn't make me feel any better. But wouldn't it be nice if one of these dog wild cards would just get in, beat the Dodgers, one game? It, it, it could happen. And, and how great would it be if it was Adam Wainwright doing it? <laughs> well, would that be sweet? Not as great as uh, Wheeler, but yeah, I get your point. Okay, so so maybe this, maybe maybe we can root for Bob Freeze to actually finally get playoff tickets. <laughs> Yeah, that would be nice. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I'm walking off with. Have you ever Which, have you ever heard of Columbia Sportswear? They do like hiking gear, jackets, stuff like that. Um, yeah, isn't it more like um, like yeah, like mountain gear, that type of thing, boots and, and cold weather gear. Yeah, yeah. So um, I bought a pair of their sneakers, the most comfortable sneakers I've ever worn in my life. What? Yeah, it's it's not even close, Jamie. It's are you not sure? wait, wait, what are these? You 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 gotta you gotta tell me about this. I, they are Columbia. I don't know. I don't even know what the name of it is. I have them on now. It's like wearing slippers. I'm telling oh, people, you, you gotta you gotta I'm send that to you, me. You you need to go to Columbia Outlet, try some on, okay. and and you'll be shocked at how cool these things are, how, how comfortable they are. I, I I will do it. You gotta send me the name of it. We we have a. Columbia Outlet right here in the in in um, the greater, Outlets, yeah, the, Philadelphia Outlets. The Greater Pottstown Metropolitan Area. Is that is how, how do you like that? It's called the Philadelphia Outlets, and it's oh, really? only about thirty-five miles away. Yeah, <laughs> Philadelphia. Oh, excuse me, Philadelphia Premier. Premier is the key word. Outlets. Yeah, I'm telling you, go to Columbia Sportswear. Just go. Yeah, I mean, you don't do anything all week. Just just drive up there. <laughs> Try on a couple pair of sneakers, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, these things. Now they, how, they, how about this? I'll just ask him, hey, the Chief sent me. I want his <laughs> shoes. I want his kicks. Chief's got a deal. I want a deal. Yeah. Uh, hang on. I'll <laughs> Maybe take... they could be our sponsor. What do you think? Could, think they could sponsor us? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they'll sponsor you. Because why we went there is I bought, like, hiking shoes because we do all this walking. So, it's, you know, it, yeah. it was burning through my sneakers. And, um, yeah, right. So I bought a pair of the hiking shoes, and I saw they had sneakers, and I tried a pair on, and 
tried a couple pair on them. Like these things are unbelievable. They, yeah, they're, like floating in air, huh? It's way comfortable. This is the most comfortable shoe ever, sneaker I ever worn. Yeah. Wow. Look at you. You know, you could turn these things into Air Jordans. You could do for the, these sneakers like uh, Michael Jordan did for Nike, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny <laughs> when I when I bought those hiking shoes, they're they're low cuts and. Um, Christy said, are they comfortable? And I said, well, it's kind of like breaking in like a new pair of cleats. It's leather. These shoes aren't leather, but you know what I'm talking about when you're breaking in a yeah, pair of cleats. I do. It just feels a little tight at times, but after a while, it'll loosen up. And I'm, I'm explaining this to her, and she's looking at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> really? She's but never worn it, cleats. It, it, is there any, anything better than that once it gets molded to your yes. foot? Or, you know, th- let's think of a glove, right? Yep. Once that glove gets molded to your hand, man, that is the best feeling. So I have a, I have a, a lot of hope for the, the, the hiking shoe because if it molds into my foot like these sneakers did, it's unbelievable. So go ahead, people. All right. Columbia Sportswear, go check them out. All right. I'm, I, you know, I'm on this. I, you know, give me a little bit of time there because I don't move too quickly anymore. So give me a couple months on this. If you got these, you would move quick. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm on an allowance here, so since I don't make any money anymore, so. You're on a fixed income? I am. <laughs> <laughs> fixed at zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, borrow money off of Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we got going on next week? Uh, next week we got the uh, Statman. Yay. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah, we got well, and we're going to ask him. We're going to ask him about the Clemente jersey. We'll ask about the Clemente jersey. We'll see where him and the Lakers are at the time, um, and then the following week we'll have the Hawk. Uh, that'll actually be the last day of the season. Um, yeah, so we'll have him on the last day of the season. And uh, again, uh, listeners, we we want to have a uh, you know victory party for the Sewer Hawk. Um, so come up with some ideas and some dates. Uh, and we'll put something together. Yeah, sounds good, Chief. All right. All right, you got anything else? No, that's it. Just stay safe this week, and I'll talk to you next Sunday. All right, champ. See you, Chief. (laughs) 